Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan. To my left is Brad. I was talking to Reggie. To my right is oh. James. And every week we go see a new movie and then we podcast the experience to the world. This week the movie we saw is Don John. And yep. we will be telling you about that movie at the end of the podcast. If you've never listened to us before, please know that we spoil the movie for you, but we give you a warning. We tell you you should see the movie or not. We play the trailer, and then we spoil the movie. And then so. we just jump right into the very last shot of the movie. Yep. We just tell you. And in this one, it was all a dream. <laughs> um, if you're wondering why we sound so good, it's probably because you're listening to Tweaked Audio earbuds, but if you're not listening to Tweaked Audio, please log on to their website, tweakedaudio.com. In the coupon section, type in Real Nerds, you get a third off your whole order. Yeah. You know what's funny? I, you know, I've got this like desk job now where I listen to podcasts all day while I'm at work. And everybody else was talking about how, oh man, you know, sometimes when I do that, my, my in-ear earbuds, like they just, they really make my ears sore. I've never had that problem. My, mm. I, you know, my tweaked audio ones, they just, they don't make my ears sore. They fit in nice. They do. Yeah. They you just slip right in there. And if you're wondering like, oh man, where can we see the real nerds? Hey, hey, good news, fans of horror films. The real nerds will be at two festivals coming up. Yeah. The first one is October 5th at Mile High Horror Film Festival, which is taking place at the Alamo Draft House. We'll be there Saturday, all day and night. But if you want to go, there's actually movies there, I think, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, if I remember reading it correctly. I don't think uh, a lot of the um, celebrities will be there Thursday, but I think they're showing a couple horror movies that day. Cool. That you can check out. Um, they have tickets... For sale for individual movies like Dawn of the Dead, 35th anniversary screening, which is awesome. Um, but also, I also want to make this clear that I don't know if some people know, you can go to the event. You don't have to have a ticket to a movie. You can still go there and see the celebrities and get things autographed and sit down on our podcast. Just the movies will sell out, but they still have room for you to go and meet everybody. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah you can hang out in the lobby. Yeah, um, you, just, be... you just can't go into the theaters and watch stuff unless you buy a ticket. Exactly, it'll be lots of fun. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a couple guys who've been on the podcast before. Jonathan Tiersten's there. Jeffrey Reddick will be there. Dan They're Myrick. awesome. Dan Meyer, is he coming back? Yeah, I didn't see as if he was on there. I thought oh. I did. Cool. Sweet. So hopefully he's there. He's. You know what? That's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. Because he's really cool. He had a great uh, story. If you want to, if you want to check out those interviews, you can. If you're on our website, you're on iTunes. Just search "real interview." And type the person you're looking for, Jeffrey Reddick, Jonathan Tiersten, or Dan Myrick, and you will find all of those interviews on our website. And hopefully we'll get to talk to everybody this year. Um, there's a few people that I hope to get on the show. It's a little bigger this year. They have a lot more guests. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what a convention looks like in the Alamo. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Lots it's not the fun. biggest space, so. It's no, bigger yeah. than the one we were in last year, though. Yeah. Is it really? It's the, the same size. Just it, laid out different. It feels smaller. We'll see. Yeah. The Alamo feels smaller than the C Film Center? I feel like it. I Maybe don't think not. so at all. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine it with like eight or six foot tables and everything yeah. around the perimeter. Well, well, my guess is they're probably going to have all the celebrities somewhere probably in the lobby and then dotted around the vendors. We'll probably be next to the bathroom. Probably. That's our hey. normal spot. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, I don't want to, have to go real far to pee. Yeah, hey, the good news is this year though, if we're hungry, do we can just order from the freaking tap room? Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. That's all. I hadn't even just thought got of so that. Much better, yeah. Yeah, man. Right? Just go hang out at the Alamo. I'm gonna all need day. a carnivore pizza delivered to the realtor's oh, table, dude, please. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll just get like like three of them. Yeah, you know that'd be sweet all day long, dude. So we all don't have to go long. anywhere. Yeah, we can. I might get we, so fat. We can hang out with stuff. James, what's your computer doing? Um, but also if you want to. 
see a unique film festival, also with horror, and you happen to be in Telluride the following weekend, we'll be there all three days for the Telluride Horror Fest, which horror is show. horror show, which is fun. Um, we were it's there awesome. last year. I'm wearing their hat, and I didn't even get their name right. We'll be at the Telluride Horror <laughs> Show. Um, I've been there. I'm wearing their hat. I, yeah, I, I can't say it right. I, lo- I look uh, forward to it all year, but I don't know the name. It's so fun because the town is so awesome, yeah. and the places they're showing the movies are really cool. We'll be at the Sheridan Opera House in the lobby. So when you go and get your tickets, stop by and say hi. Um, if you're a filmmaker and you're there, stop by and tell us about your film. Yeah, We had great times last year. Yeah, uh, with the director of Chile, Rafael Antonio Ruiz, whose picture got just picked up for Fangora Fright Fest. Those are two different people. Director of Chile, I know, is that's what I'm the, saying. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I see what you're saying. To a listener, way, may have sounded like yeah. you. you yeah, it sounded know. like you were saying to the director of Chile, Rafael Antonio Ruiz. Who, yeah, those are yeah, but Dylan Kohler. Yeah, it's Dylan. Yeah, Kohler. Dylan Kohler, director um, Chile. Yeah, Colab. You can check cool. it out there. Yeah. Um, all the guys from Battery. And man. the Battery, yeah. You it's can. just so laid back and comfortable there. Yeah, it's like, fun. It's a really cool yeah. festival. So, And they haven't announced all their films. They've announced a couple of the guests there. Um, so hopefully, you know, we'll be able to sit down with a few people. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Awesome. So, yeah, that's what's happening in Real Nerds. Hey, you guys, we did Open Screen Night um, this week, which we debuted Pod's show episode three. We did. Yeah. And uh, Brad, you won another award for not your Pod show, but your 48-hour film festival film. Yeah, Thunderbolt uh, got second place. Uh, so good certificate. Man. See now, now you didn't you didn't meet the deadline for the forty eight hour. Now you kind of feel redeemed that you got an award for a film you did really well, right? Yeah, in twenty four yeah. hours. Yeah, I, uh, the the crowd crowd there wasn't that big, so mm-hmm. it still hasn't seen like a broad audience. But uh, I'm, I'm glad people there enjoyed it enough to recommend it. It yeah. was really fun. Yeah, I, I, I really want to see you flesh that story out. <laughs> yeah, it would be a, a fun web series to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the awesome, the awesome thing about it was the 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 plate that Ryan, uh, not you, Ryan, but Ryan. Yeah, the editor who, Ryan yeah. Carroll. He added some stuff uh, to it that is different from uh, you know when we turned it in and everything. Like it starts out with a blue screen with a play thing, like it's a VHS, and then you play it and you put this filter on it, um, so it looks like there's like a. What is it? A banding? Yeah. Like it's there's a the tracking's a little off. Band and yeah, yeah, the tracking's so, off. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. addition to it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So that's good. Yeah, good we were job. open screen night and you weren't. Yeah, I, I play softball. So softball's cooler than your than the pod show, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, when I pay for it to play in it and then it's only for a few weeks and yeah, I'll yeah. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, owned all right yeah uh, but uh i have seen you really pay for that yeah i know right why the jerseys the jerseys and no i had to pay well i didn't you have, have, you have a jersey. jersey it's a bulk God, if you don't say my company's name on the podcast whatever you said it so many times um no the, we didn't pay for the jerseys but we have to pay for the league hmm. whatever what does cool. that pay for to play the game renting out the field yeah and the umpire uh okay there's some yeah. guy who on Tuesdays makes extra cash? Yeah, but he's unbiased. Game. He's an yeah, unbiased. but he's through the city of Wheat Ridge. Yeah, he's trained. Yeah, to ump. When I play in my competitive league, we have two umpires. And that's why it's more expensive. And the lo- local government has a section that designates umpires for local games. <laughs> the city of Wheat Ridge Recreation Center. Yeah, it's not. It's not cheap to ump. <laughs> you can't just ump for free. Yeah, I think they make mm-hmm. something like $40 a game or you something. you got to be trained how to ump. I'm going to put myself in the ring and undercut his salary. <laughs> <laughs> like, Good for I'll you. make decisions for Les. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. 
But uh, we're almost I, done. I just, I just don't know enough about sports, so that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that there are umps. Uh, we're almost done with episode four, and that we won't have an open screen night for October because there's Halloween parties and stuff. Yeah. But if you've been following us on Twitter, at real underscore nerds, you will see some pictures that this is a little Halloween-centric. So It may screen an emerging filmmakers project. It so, depends yeah, we'll on if we get it done in time. We should be able to. Yeah. Well, more for you. You have to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. It really comes down to me. Yeah. My, my acting is already top-notch and done, so... Besides one, two scenes, three scenes, two scenes? Three scenes. Three scenes? Oh, dude, I have those done. Um, <laughs> I don't even have to be there, and I know they're going to be great. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, lots of opportunities to see us. If you know you're around uh, the Denver area, go to the Alamo for sure, because it'll be fun. Like I say, you don't even need a ticket to see the movie, because I know those movies will probably sell out really fast. No, you don't You don't need a ticket to see the show. You do need a ticket to see the movie. I said, you don't need a ticket to see the movie, but if you want to go hang out, then oh, you can I hang see. out in the lobby. I get you. I wonder if it's possible for us to screen the entire first season of the pod show at the Alamo. <laughs> it's like a special event. We should ask. That'd be cool. It's, it, it would be cool. In the end, it should be almost an hour long. Yeah. Ten episodes, or six episodes, ten minutes apiece. I'll have to watch them, though, like back to back to back to make sure it's sustainable <laughs> for... <laughs> 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a mistake. Uh, <laughs> you know, we could do a thing where... We show one episode, we talk about it, then we show the next one, then talk about it. Oh, yeah. Then, be, then it'd be two hours of... <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be would two hours. Would well, be an, an you hour. get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do it for free. As long oh, as you yeah. pay for the Alamo's food. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, yeah, that's where you can see us. And now we get into the show, and this is the fan mail section. Fan mail! Um, Did we get anything? Nothing really. Uh, we did get a lot of shout outs when we were at uh, open screen night. Thanks, Eileen. She uh, mm. she sent us a few things. Um, also, uh, we did Malcon this today. Myths and Legends Con was our first one in Denver. That was fun. We did a panel about fan fandom. We appreciate that. And also, we got a tweet from a gentleman asking about the comedy tickets that we're giving away. <laughs> oh yeah ben from open screen night you got him from open screen night ben asks i can't believe you re-gifted our ben cronenberg tickets dicks cronenberg cronenberg tickets um do i qualify hashtag um well see the only reason we're re-gifting them is because we'll be in telluride so we will not be able to use them so we want to make sure we give something to our listeners yeah um but you know what ben if you want them retweet us and you can have them <laughs> Unless someone tweets before Ben, then we'll give them to him. Since technically they are sort of his tickets, <laughs> yeah. since he's one of the people who gave them to us. But, but yeah, that's the only reason why we had to give away because we'll be in Telluride. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'd be down there at the Oriental, hanging out, playing Nintendo and shit. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for tweeting us. We got a few more tweets, but again, it's just like people saying, "Hey, I saw you at open screen night." Which is cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. We appreciate it. Had a bunch of likes on the pod show episode, I guess. Yeah, so. that's good. Thanks, everybody. A lot, yeah. of fo- a lot of followers this week. Some likes on the Facebook page. Thank you to everybody. We like to hug our fans because... It's... We're inappropriate. Well, Wait, James is. James hugs them and then grabs their ass. So Whoa. I don't know why he does that. Sometimes I get sad. <laughs> so you, you fondle people? <laughs> no. I think that no. makes you more sad. <laughs> That's like the beginnings of a serial killer or something. <laughs> it sure does. Oh, man. Cool. So we also like to talk about movies we have watched throughout the week and some TV shows because I'm sure James watched lots of TV shows because I did. James is our TV show guru fucker. I, I didn't even realize that it was so late in the fall. Like this week, all these new shows 
premiered and I I watched one of them and I was I felt really bad. I was like, why didn't I watch Blacklist and all the other stuff? Because I, for some reason, I think it's still like midsummer and the shows aren't back yet, but they are. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna get I gotta get on top of my game. <laughs> it's not just September when they usually premiere. It's already October. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. man. Yeah. The year goes by so fast. Yeah. Right. Tell Here's me what that. we watched. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh, dude, so much crap for me this week. Me too. I mean, what do you want me to start with, the shit or the crap? Start with the crap, and then we'll build up to the shit. <laughs> All right, cool. We're uh, actually, I only watched a few things. Um, I I rewatched Iron Man three, which was lots of fun. Yeah, I think the movie's really fun. Yeah. Um, the banter between Tony and the little boy Harley is always really funny. Because I love that they played on, you know, you have to feel sorry for this boy. And like Tony says, yeah, father's leave. Get over it, pussy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and things like that. But what was really cool on the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray, which I love that Marvel does, is the, they're called one-shots. And this Marvel one-shot is called Agent Carter, which if anybody knows, Agent Carter is Peggy Carter, who is in uh, became Steve Rogers, Captain America's love interest during Captain America. Steve Rogers crashes in the Antarctica. They can't find him. And she goes on her way. Um, and it picks up like the sh- one shot starts with that uh, little uh, part from Captain America where, you know, where she's, she's like on the radio. Yeah. Where yeah. she's on the radio. And then it cuts to her. She was reassigned a desk job Aww. at uh, uh, some sort of uh, shield headquarters. Yeah. And the guys there won't let her do any of the jobs because she's a woman. So Bastards. she's stuck. Yeah. She's stuck uh, doing paperwork. And then one night they're all they're all leaving like, hey, we're gonna go get some drinks. You stay here and refile everything. And so <laughs> she's she's stuck at work. And then they're like, shield phone rings, yeah. and she answers it. And they says, this is gonna require three to four agents. And she crosses it off and says one. And then she goes down there and uh, and it's gonna do something. I don't want to spoil it, but cool. She kicks ass in it. Basically, is the whole short. Oh, it's awesome. it's pretty fucking awesome. That's uh, really cool. And uh, it, it has a really cool little end to it. And uh, make sure you stay past the credits because there's a little tag stingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing like, like, oh wow, I can't believe they did that. It's, Holy shit, Thanos! Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like a Thanos reveal or the Red Skull's alive or anything, but it's still fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Iron Man three is lots of fun. Um, yeah, you know, it's another Robert Downey Jr. movie. How can you not love it? Yeah. And yeah, and, and you know the action scenes in that the the rescue of all the people falling out of Air Force One is still badass. Yeah. Uh, and the you know his house collapsing, what's great on high definition. So yeah, pick it up, even for the one shot. One shot's worth it. Um, well, I don't know if it's worth you know thirty dollars, but right. the movie and the one shot is definitely worth thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, I also picked up a couple movies that I wanted to watch in the theaters, but I really didn't get a chance to. Um, the first one is called The Lords of Salem. Oh. Which is a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie has man, he's I think that's his fifth or sixth movie now. I think it's his sixth movie. But they're really spread big. out pretty well. Yeah. Like, he takes a while to get one. He does. Um, yeah. and he is really known for his kind of grindhouse, um, kind of gritty, dirty movies. But taken seriously, like they're not yeah. tongue in cheek the way no. that, like a grindhouse like grindhouse was. Yeah, it's they are... they're pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and and this one he actually goes for a pretty nice looking film. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's actually, I can see his growth as a director in it. The film looks really good. Yeah. Um, the The premise of the film is Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, is a radio DJ at, uh, in Salem, Massachusetts. And she's delivered this record, mysteriously, from the from the Lords. 
So she puts it on, and it's this really eerie kind of music, and it's affecting certain people in Salem. Um, not everybody. Like making them go crazy or turning them into zombies? or uh, It's not really... It's not really told. It, oh. It's like... Uh, I, I'll spoil the movie. Who cares? So the point that the... The movie is is the Salem witches are now cursing the Hawthorne family, which the Hawthorne uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne led a crusade against the witches, burned them all at the stake, and so this record is affecting all the descendants from the people that burnt the witches at the stake. Sherry Moon Zombie's character is Heidi Hawthorne, so she is a direct descendant of the main bad guy, who's really the good guy, um, and so she, when they're playing this music, she's like getting. Um, possessed and deteriorates with these zom- <laughs> these witches. Yeah. And there's a... Uh, she lives in this apartment building, and then at the end of the apartment building, there's an apartment that apparently Satan lives in. But She's just hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, I don't know. You know, it's a nice apartment. I got low rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I like the carpeting. It comes with the it's furniture. Section 5, or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, <laughs> section A. I don't know, whatever. It's on the ground floor, but it also um, has air conditioning and heating, so that's good. It, it's just it, like nothing really happens in the movie, and I've I've the, watching it. My biggest issue always with Rob Zombie movies is he forces you to like Sherry Moon Zombie in all his movies, and in this movie, um, it seems like in a lot of his movies he puts the gloves on for his wife. Mm. He lets people get like faces bashed in. Um, not in this movie, but like in the Halloweens or something. Right, something yeah. horrible happens to everybody, but for some reason he puts gloves on for his wife, and you can tell he's restrained with her. So when he puts her in the lead role, where horrible things are supposedly happening to her, it just seems stupid, hmm. you know. And I'm I'm not always such an advocate for nudity, but when the nudity, there's the Salem witches, which like these old ladies are completely nude, and then when Sherry Moon Zombie, oh, you see like her butt. And you just you can tell that he doesn't go all in with her, hmm. and he doesn't let horrible things happen to her. And she's not that great of an actress, so for me to buy her, you know, I don't know. And then there's a stupid scene where one of the DJs who looks like Rob Zombie um, is in love with her, and they have this supposed like tender goodbye moment where she calls him. She he calls her on the phone, and he says, "Oh, can I come over?" And she's like, "No, please don't come over." I'm sorry. And it's this really horrible dialogue delivered by actors who aren't very good. Mm. And the movie's just not good. It, it, it's horrible. Um, and then he tries to do a lot of symbolism and a lot of uh, weird things happening, which I guess is supposed to be scary. But this one demon in it looks like a midget wearing uh, a rubber suit because oh. it's a midget wearing a rubber suit. <laughs> is so, it the one from the cover? Uh, is there one on the cover? I don't remember. It's like a... yeah. It's oh, a, no, that's Sherry Moon Zombie with, like, white makeup. Oh, it is? Yeah, and that oh. part doesn't make any sense. She walks into this the apartment, and all of a sudden she's wearing that makeup. And he's trying to use symbolism throughout the whole thing, but it's not very effective. Weird. And you can tell he didn't really have very much money making it. So... And it, it ends abruptly, and then it... And I hate when movies do this. It ends, and then it shows the credits, and then during the credits, they're playing, like, a newscast to tell you what happened after the ending of the movie. And and so all the descendants of the Salem witch trial people are dead, except for Heidi Hawthorne is missing because she's, for some reasons given birth to this bug demon fucking, I don't even know, whatever. It's stupid. You don't need to see it. 
Um, I wasn't planning on it. It might be one of my worst movies of the year. Who knows? Really? Yeah. It's we'll not get good. There. Um, I also, uh, I'll segue into James because I know he watched this movie too. Yeah. I, I rented The Kings of Summer. Uh, did you watch it yet, Brad? Nope. Uh, it's, uh, it's a movie about uh, these kids that are fed up with their parents. And so they decide to build a fort in the woods and live their life in the woods. And the one guy, uh, what's his name? Which one? Uh, the weird kid, Bellagio. Uh, Biagio. Biagio. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the movie's really funny. Um, it's really well done. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the parents. Uh, I, what's it? Joe was his name. What Joe's the main character. Yeah, Joe's... What's the Patrick is the other kid. Yeah. And Patrick's parents crack me up because they're always hanging out and they, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but they say the, the dumbest things, but they remind me of parents. Right. You know what I mean? Where you're a teenager and everything, your parents do get on your nerves. Yeah. But all they're really doing is just trying to talk to you. Like his dad will come down while they're playing street fighter and he says, Hey guys, what's going on? Is, is there a, I'm just checking for a stud in this wall. Yeah, like he just starts tapping, on tapping the, wall, the wall looking for and a stud. And you're like, what is he doing? He's like, Oh, there should be a stud here. Yeah. And it's this awkward moment that like at first you feel like, Oh man, why, what is he? Why is he so weird? And then you, you really look at it and you go, no, he really just wants to go down and talk to his, like his kid and his friend and like, yeah, be friends with them, and it's it, it's really kind of sad. Um, <laughs> and there's but, and you know there's that great scene where they're he, Patrick is leaving his house and they're gonna go run away, and uh, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna go stay the night at Joe's house." And his mom says, "Well, make sure you take some vegetable soup." He says, <laughs> "Mom, I'm not gonna take vegetable soup. Nobody wants any vegetable <laughs> soup." <laughs> yeah. and he's like all put out by what. And it's just a normal conversation <laughs> that the mom is having, and it's well, great. But it is like it is definitely there's plenty of weird to it because then like it ends and she's like, "Here, well at least take this tomato with you," and she gives him a tomato. A tomato. Yeah, but she pronounces like, it tomato. It's like I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, uh, the and little Nick Offerman who plays Joe's dad, I think, is fantastic because oh, yeah. he it, with him it's a different one. Like he's not necessarily his character is because um, like Joe's mom is gone. Um, dead right yeah yeah um and so like they've got this this sort of odd family problem um where and and he's kind of a dick like no he's very much a dick like his character he is not a very nice dad um and as the, throughout the movie you sort of have to learn like why is he such an asshole and why is he doing the things he's doing because he's not doing it to be an asshole like um, Alison Brie is in it. Yeah. Another, another great reason to see this movie, uh, and she has one of my favorite lines with him, where he, she's leaving, and he's, and and her dad's like, "You're not, a, I'm not a bastard, am I?" And she just looks at him and goes, um, "No, a bastard would make everybody around him, around him more miserable just because he is." And then she stares at him, and then she gets in the car, and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, he's a, he's a bastard." <laughs> um, her boyfriend Colin freaking cracks me up. Oh god, he's he, so good. He orders Chinese food, and uh, after uh, Joe and Patrick have been gone for so long, and uh, he comes in the room. Just the, him and Allison Brie are having this really intense conversation about where Joe is, yeah. and Colin comes in and says, "Okay, so it's fifty one dollars." And he says, $51? What the hell did you get for $51? He says, oh, I got uh, shrimp sauce with lobster tails. I felt it was a really neutral uh, order. He's like, no, that's the exact opposite of neutral. <laughs> is the le- he says, this is the least neutral uh, uh, meal in any food uh, like from any country. Like, yeah. And then yeah. he has this weird uh, exchange with the delivery guy about how big their wontons are. It's a really weird yeah. movie. But they yeah, have but, so but many hilarious. Uh, clever lines. The little, what's the fucking kid's name? Biagio. Biagio. He has 
he just shows up in the movie. I'm not even joking. Yeah, they don't know who he they is. They don't know who he is. And they're at this party, and they, uh, they, they just start talking, and they're like, dude, Biagio, how long have you been there? Hello. That's not the answer to the question. <laughs> and, uh, he's he, such a weird kid and played it, so well. Yeah, and like, but you but you love the kid. Like yeah. you love how cool he is. Because there are every now and then you get just these little glimpses into like who he is. Like when he has the scene with his dad where he's talking about like, you know, friendship and you're mm-hmm. just like Oh, and he's doing, and he's doing all his lines in Spanish for no reason. Like that's the kind of character this is, where he'll just bizarre shit is going on, <laughs> and you don't know. Or why. about the one where he's like wearing camouflage and he's wrapped around the tree, and you can clearly see him. And Patrick runs up, or Joe runs up, and he's like, "Hey, where's Patrick?" Yeah. Uh, or I no, mean, where's Joe? And then he's like, "Yeah, Joe, where's Joe?" He's like, "Oh, hey, man, you see me there?" Like he was just staring at him. Every <laughs> every scene he's in, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil all of them because they're so funny, but yeah. like, um. The the scene about being gay mm-hmm. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. The scene about uh, like buying new clothes, <laughs> like just all these weird things. It's just fantastic. And and you know we talk about how funny this movie is. That is all layered on top of I think a, a really neat little story. Um, yeah, it it sort of treads on some familiar ground with like uh, uh, we declare or I declare war, which we saw a few weeks ago. Because kind it's, of stand by me ish. Yeah, like it's these kids out in the woods and and. Um, they're trying to sort of tread their own their own path, but sort of what happens is that their friendships kind of get tested over time. But um, it's a really neat story with some great moments. Um, so, uh, uh, but I'll quickly I'll say my two favorite lines in the whole movie is this one girl Kelly is dating the douchebag from college, and he like picks her up from school and he comes running up and he says, "Kelly, let's go. I want to get eight bagels." <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and uh, Biagio, I won't tell you what happened to him, but uh, Joe says, Biagio, you said you went to heaven. He says, yeah, there's lots of demons there. <laughs> it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's weird. It's so like weird. Uh, but yeah, you should definitely pick it oh, up. Man, uh, check yeah. it out. Yeah, it's check lots of fun. Out. It's uh, hilarious. What else you watch, James? Oh, uh, right. It's me. Um, I'll skim through a couple of quick things. Uh, the Dexter finale, like series finale, was this last week. Um, and a lot of people hate it. Yeah, it's not great. Um, it's it's not that it's bad. It's that it's predictable. He's a lumberjack um, now. Oh, you oh you know about this? Yeah, because I heard all the stuff Wait, people he's hated a about it. Lumberjack? What? Yeah. Oh. So, all right. Some spoilers for for Dexter. Basically, the way that it ends is um, he somebody has died, um, and he's really sad. So he drives his boat out into a hurricane, dumps her body into the ocean. And then he drives his boat further into the hurricane. And you think, oh, okay, he's killed himself in a hurricane. Um, his son is off with this other woman that um, he's supposedly going to be safe and it's kind of going to wrap everything up. And then at the very end, we see, like, it's been a while and he's working as a lumberjack and he's got a beard. And we never see him do any. There's no dialogue. He just goes home and he sits at a table and stares at the camera and then it goes black. And because there's no dialogue, it's very ambiguous as to whether or not he remembers, like whether or not he re- he is still a serial killer. You know, like maybe he doesn't remember the life that he's had, you know. And it's just a cop-out in a lot of ways. Like, it, I would have I been happier if they had, because this whole season they sort of cured him of being a, a serial killer in a lot of ways. Like, it, it's really ham-fisted and not very well, not very well executed, but they found a way to, to make him not care as much about like this urge to kill people. Um, and so then to do that at the end, it was like, what are you trying to say? Like, it just, it felt like it was dropped out. You know, I, I am somebody who loves that kind of an ending. You know, some of my favorite film endings are like no country for old men where it's just like, 
wait, some dude says a dream and then it ends and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you rewatch it and you're like, oh, that was really smart. This doesn't have that quality. Like, it doesn't it doesn't re encapsulate everything you've seen before it in any way. Um, I so think uh, TV series endings though are really difficult. Oh no, totally. And you know that's why I'm not saying here sitting here being like, oh, I hate it. I'm so pissed. Like, I still really like that show. Um, you know it it peaks in season four, and some seasons are better than others. And you know I think the last couple of seasons it's been straining, but yeah, it's still that it was a really fun show. And if it's ever on Netflix, which it won't be, but if it ever is, then people should check it out. Yeah, my cousin it, loves that show. I thought it was on Netflix, like early, oh, no, early right. on. It's, yeah, it's Showtime, not HBO. I was yeah. confusing myself. Um, so yeah, I think it. I think it has been or, or is. Um, but yeah, it was all right. It just hmm. there was some stuff they did really well. Like it, you know, it just anyway. Uh, that's more talking about that than I even care about it. Um, how I Met Your Mother came back this week, yep. and man, that was. Did you watch it? Yeah. It was really good. This is one of the best episodes I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I really love spoilers for this show, but um, I really love the scene where he sits down and talks to the mother. Yeah. Uh, and they found a really smart way to make that happen without breaking the rules of the show, but um, but that really like makes me like that character a lot, and and sort of reencapsulates this last season of the show. I always think I think How I Met Your Mother is one of the smartest sitcoms in a long time. Yeah, oh, um, I agree, I agree, and it's always funny. I mean, even if some episodes are not as good as the others, I still enjoy yeah. them. Yeah, like I mean, the only time that it's they're not as funny is I think when they're they're sort of stretching and try to fill time. That that's mm-hmm. when you know, because no no other sitcom is doing anything as great as like Marshall's dad dying. Like that show, yeah, whew, man, is it good. So I'm really excited for this last season. Uh, and then I also watched Parker this week. You did? Nice. Yeah, I did. Because um, it's on Netflix, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to check this <laughs> out. What Whatever. Ryan too. really liked it. I, I didn't really like this movie. Yeah. I, I um, well, okay. Did I really like it? No. It's okay. it's okay. Hey, you called it your favorite Jennifer Lopez movie. <laughs> yeah. That's not really... Well, it's not better than Out of Sight. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I... I was just really bored. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't, most of the time I didn't really know what the point was or why I was supposed to care. And Jennifer Lopez's character is pointless. Yeah. I don't know why she's in the movie. Like, from from the moment she's introduced to the very end, there's no purpose to that character. Um, she's showing him houses in Miami. Yeah, that literally is what that character does. She drives him around and shows him See, houses. I don't think it's like a terrible movie. I mean, it's just... It's not. No, it's, it's not. I mean, I've seen worse movies. Yeah. I was just... I was like really his fight bored. with that one dude where he puts his hand up to stop getting stabbed is awesome. It is, except that the CG is horrible. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a hor- It's a real C... It's, it's a clearly CG knife. When Couldn't you have just gotten a fake blade and glued it to the back of his hand for the rest of the scene? Like... Well, Man. you need to know if you're wearing a wire. That's all I need to know. <laughs> but I did like... I, like I said, I did like that it took it where... It, she wasn't his love interest. Like, I did. That was interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. you didn't have to worry about him trying to hook up with her. Yeah. No. Well, and I think I, I like the, the fact that like, she's actually really into him and mm-hmm. is trying to be that character for him. Um, but then he's, he has this other woman that he actually cares about and you're like, Oh, okay, this is, this is cool. Um, it just sort of ended up feeling clunky more than it, anything. It is a little clunky, you know, when he's, the ID people that all of a sudden people from Chicago are trying to kill him. And like that stuff was always not fleshed yeah. out at all. So yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not entirely sure like what Nick Nolte is doing. Yeah. He's talking like this. Yeah. I'm Nick Nolte. I'm, you just gotta be safe. to keep on Does that, Is that how Nick Nolte talks in real life now? I think so. Drugs, man. Right. Parker, you gotta get out of here. He's, all right. He's, he, he does drugs, right? Dude, I do. Killer Nick Nolte. 
Maybe Nick Nolte will call into the show. He is. Well, I already know someone who's calling in this next week. <laughs> well, the problem is if Nick Nolte calls in, we won't be able to answer his question because we won't be able to understand what he's saying. Because it'll just... <laughs> there are no words there. It's no. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, very last thing. I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Now, Ryan, you didn't get a chance to see it, No, right? I'm bummed. It's been on my DVR, but I... Fuck, dude, I was, I was supposed to do all this stuff, and my dad needed me to help him move crap, and so I had to watch the two movies that I rented for one day, because I didn't want to spend... I would have spent more money on Kings of Summer, but I didn't want to spend more money on <laughs> uh, Lords of Salem, so... Brad, did you watch it? Nope. I was at open screen night. Fuck. All right. Are, are either of you going to watch it by next week? Nope. Uh, yeah. Okay. I should right. watch it today. Well, then tomorrow. I will just really quickly say, I really like this show, and I'm really excited. Um, if, if you got a chance to see it, to me, it feels very much like... Uh, it's it's scripted the way that Buffy was scripted, so as an ensemble show, like I'm I'm excited for what that's going to be. Uh, it it does a lot of work in the first episode, and I think it shows where they're introducing a lot of characters, and it's it's trying to cast this really broad net at first, um, and it strains a little bit here and there. Uh, and the opening sequence, I think, is is exactly what I was afraid the show would be. But um, as soon as Agent Coulson walks in and starts delivering actual dialogue, I was I was okay. <laughs> like all of a sudden, the the wittiness that I expect from a, so uh, from a Joss show Whedon up? show, um, yeah, sweet. <laughs> they they do sort of explain it. Um, the way that they explain it is cheap and easy. Um, but based on things that Joss Whedon has said, there will be more to that, more of that to come. I still contend that by the end of the first season, they will reveal he is a scroll. Mm-hmm, but awesome. having seen the first episode now, I kind of don't want that to happen because I really like that character. <laughs> like, I hate that they're rewriting that he's dead or that he or that he's alive now because I, I think him dying in Avengers was so smart. Um, but. He's really fun. <laughs> it's a really fun character. Like the, I swear, the first line, the first line that he delivers, you will go, "Oh yeah, okay." What was Coulson's this... first movie? Was it Iron Man? He was in Iron Man. Yeah. Talk about a character that just no, came out of nowhere. Was it? No, he's in Iron Man two. Iron Man two. He sh- it? first shows up in Iron Man two. Yeah, I can't um, remember because he shows up like as the Shield liaison, and he t- he he's, he basically only has scenes with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Like he just keeps going to Gwyneth Paltrow, being like, "Hey, I, I really need to talk to Tony Stark." I, I really need to talk to Tony Stark. And then his big break was the Thor Blu-ray, where it was a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was the first time. Because then, um, Cause no, 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 no. It's at the end of it's at the end of uh, Incredible Hulk. Because at the end of Incredible Hulk, you get the 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 stinger where they find Thor's hammer, and that's got Coulson mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, like the first time that he's really fleshed out as a character is in Thor. Yeah. Um, in fact, is he? Isn't he just in Thor? Because Thor, so. Thor is when... You yeah. know, I should really watch all those movies again to get oh, my yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe going. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, um, is that everything I watched? Yeah, that's everything I watched. I'm playing around with Hannibal. Um, there's this... On the Blu-ray, there's this episode uh, that it says was never aired on TV, which is true, um, because uh, Brian Fuller sort of didn't... He what the the people who were doing the killing in that episode? It's it's pretty hardcore and not necessarily very like the. It's not more gruesome than the other episodes. It's actually more tame, but the ideas in the episode are more gruesome. Um, but I, I realized watching it, I had actually seen it because they had split it up as a web series. So I was really excited. I thought there was an episode I'd never seen that was like super gory and <laughs> fucked up. Like we can't show this on TV. And no, it's you should let me borrow that when you're done with it. Oh, I will. I will. It's it's how good. many episodes is the first season. 12? 12. Like, it's a short season. Yeah. But anyway, that's everything I watched this week. Brad? 
uh, strap in, guys, because I have a long list of one thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it for 20 We're going to talk minutes. the shit out of it. Uh, I went and saw Prince Avalanche. What is that? That is a movie with Paul Rudd and Emile Hirsch as oh, yeah, 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 guys yeah. who draw oh, draw yeah, the yeah. lines in the road. Right. That's not a job. There's a truck that just does that. Uh, not back in the time that they were doing it. Oh, I think oh, it's like the early '80s. Oh, okay. Um, which you'd think they would have had trucks back then to do that, but um, they manually did it. It's like a set in the post aftermath of a forest fire, so they're doing hmm. the lines again on this like new road. forest road. Um, and it's okay. It's pretty much Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch just sitting in the woods talking to each other, <laughs> uh, mostly sulking about women. Um, but it's, 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 enter- it's entertaining for what it is. But huh. when I left, I wasn't like, oh yeah, I'll probably watch this again. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was, you know, fun to watch at is the it, time. Is it mostly drama or mostly, um, it's it's like Clerks in the Woods. It's like this sense. Okay. Like, so it's it's funny, but it's not like you know punchy jokes funny. It's more like these characters are fun. Yeah, the characters are fun. Yeah, life. there are some funny like jokey things, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's observations about things, and then halfway through, it turns into this like you know they're both having troubles with women, and like the contrast is like Paul Rudd's character is very um, he likes solitude. That's why he likes doing this job in the woods. Like it gets him away from everything, and then. Um, Emil Hirsch, his character is like a total player. Um, you know, every chance he gets, which is the weekends, he'll go into town to party and, you know, hook up with chicks and then come back and, like, tell Paul Rudd, like, what his weekend was like. And eventually you find out, like, ha- kind of how pathetic his life is and then, like, how Paul Rudd's need for solitude is, like, ruining his life. Um, and there's this one weird thing where, like, um, Paul Rudd meets up with this woman who's uh, shoveling through the aftermath of her burned down house. Um, and then there's this other guy who drives a truck through the road periodically to do deliveries and he like gives them free beer um, as he goes through and they show up a couple times and uh, like they will see the woman with that old man, but the old man doesn't see her. Yet she's like riding in his truck and like walking around the truck, so it's like this weird uh, ethereal thing Ghost going on lady. that symbolized something that I couldn't figure out. Oh, so I'm still trying to work it out, but that lost me. It has, I think, it has something to do with you know man and woman relationships, but I'm not sure what it was. So I was a little lost, but hmm. yeah, no big climax or nothing. Just you know, two people talking, musing about huh. their struggles. Yeah. Paul Rudd does that a lot, though. He usually does, you know, zany comedies, and then he does those weird independent ones mm-hmm. where he kind of goes back to just being, I don't know. It's called Prince movie. Avalanche because his Paul Rudd's character's name is Alvin, and uh, Emil Hirsch is Lance. So, like, they're laying in uh, the camping tent once at one point, like, talking to each other, and then they just fuse their names together just for the fun of it. <laughs> So it's a Prince Avalanche or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they said the Prince part, but huh. um, yeah, it's, it's weird like that. Weird stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. So is it something you should think people should see? Yeah. If, if you got nothing else going on, I mean, there's probably better <laughs> stuff out there, but it's not something to be like, well, that's, you know, that was a waste of my time. Maybe you're a renter. Yeah. So it's, it's a renter, you know, I saw it in the theater. I, you know, I don't regret it, but it's not right. like. Right. Sure. It's nothing I would say like, oh, you definitely should go like not see the world's end or something <laughs> <laughs> over that. Yeah. 
Gotcha. That's going to be the box quote. You definitely should not go see the world's end. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see the world's end. See this. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all I watched. Cool. Cool. Sweet. Oh, should I talk about open screen night and the grass I saw for 15 minutes? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I that was that awesome. Tweet. Huh? You didn't uh, get it? You the, understand it? Uh, like, yeah. The grass is always greener on the other side. I didn't know that there was a story behind it. Yeah, right before... <laughs> I because now that I'm part of the Open Screen Night board, I got to decide how the entries are structured. So there's always the fir- first Fast Five, which was a bunch of music videos and some trailers for uh, features around town. Anything less than five minutes. Anything less than five minutes. Um, and then I was like, okay, um, I want the pod show to be like the first thing before people go to intermission because a lot of people leave it in intermission. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I've put like this one before us, and then and then ours, and then we'd come back with something else, and then Thunderbolt. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating our thing. And all of a sudden this 15 minute shot of just the camera on the ground pointed at grass in soft focus with in the background, some guy is just talking like people don't understand the philosophy behind grass and how it grows and it matches our lives. And he talks philosophically for like the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, people are going to leave before we even get to the pod show. <laughs> um, it was literally 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, was... we actually stopped it because it, I think around the 10 minute mark, we were like, okay, should we stop this? Like, should we well, cut this off? Well, we didn't, we didn't do that until they didn't talk about it cutting off until the, the font came up. Did they? Yeah. I don't think so. Towards, you know, more than halfway through this text message comes up on, over like an overlay. It says, like, I can't believe you guys are still watching this. Text some number to, like, get them to take it down. It was basically a prank to, like, highlight the text feature of the event mm. where, you know, they've been, uh, they want people to, like, participate and, like, submit comments and reviews of, like, what they're watching. So it, eventually at a certain point, it's like, yeah, why aren't you guys talking about this? Like, why aren't you shutting this down? Well, it was with, a prank. Well, and then it went into, like, you know... Um, you guys know that there's a bar outside, right? Like you could, oh, yeah. you could, you could walk yeah. outside right now and get beer instead of watching this film about grass. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was actually really funny. It was just like, and man, I was laughing so hard, especially at the beginning when it, when you realize like, though this is just it's not kind of anything else. Like, there's, oh, there's a hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, there's something moving in the background, but that's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, after you know five minutes, I'm like, okay. People are already leaving. Great. <laughs> Let's so, watch the pod show. Yeah. So then once they knew, then then uh, yeah. they, they were like, well, should we like... So they ended up fast forwarding <laughs> to the end. I was saying like there weren't any like new faces there. It was mostly regulars, but there may have been new faces there. They just left during the grass thing and never came back. <laughs> they were like, so, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. So. Cool. Yeah, we never screen anything before we show it. We just show what people bring in, so. Yeah. So it could be like 10 minutes of just be a more dick careful. on the screen. <laughs> well, last month there was more than 10 minutes of a dick on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's right. Thanks, Biz Jack. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, there's a... Um, the top winner was the, uh, 15 minutes of this film that's going to play at the Stars Film Festival called The good. One Who Loves You. Yeah, um, I was confused by a lot of what was going on, though. So it, was, yeah. it looked good. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, mean, it what, was, um, it, I need the rest of the movie. Yeah, there's there's like multiple <laughs> stories going on and... Um, the one, the one with the guy who ends up getting in the car, um, that I liked that one, that one I, I really like, I was interested in that guy. Um, it just, the other story of the, the woman singing, like it took a little while before I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I get, I, I get this, but yeah, there's one where this guy good. narrated his blogs called Billy Bongos. 
I have no so idea then, what the fuck that was. Yeah, that was confusing. But it, like, he just basically ver- verbalized all of his blog entries and then acted them out. And a lot of them involved like going to bars and like this one guy he met up with, that like was, he shacked up with or something. Yeah, Billy yeah. Bongos was the name. It was so weird. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. Cool. Commercials? Yep. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smokin' Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's man spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. So, James. Yeah. I guess we should look at box office numbers. This is the box office stats. Yeah. It's all right. I got it. Oh, okay. uh, Prisoners was the number one movie with 21 million. Oh, do you, do you, you got it. it? I know. I thought <laughs> I did. And then <laughs> I started like. I'm like, this right? guy. Uh, well, 20.8. So oh, so 21 million. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be tough for that movie to have long legs. I mean, it's actually still doing pretty well, but I mean, it's three hours long and yeah. it's so dark. I don't know how many people are going to rush back out to see it. I'll get it on Blu-ray for sure, but yeah. yeah. The fun romp of child abductions. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just to see freaking Hugh Jackman, you know, yell at him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those movies that like as good as it is, I don't know how... How many people are going to go out and be like, oh, man, I saw Prisoners this weekend, and oh, you're so good, you got to go see it. Like, you know, most people probably are not going to recommend that movie to their friends. Um, they're going to think fondly of it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just a shame. It's a great movie. It is. It's awesome. I don't know why we're saying it's a shame. It came in at number one. It made $20 million. It's, yeah. You know, it's a good job. Uh, then Battle of the Year was the other new release. I think it tanked. Yeah, five. Five million dollars. Sixth place. <laughs> What's uh speaking like cuz Battle of the Year was like a trailer that came out in January and then it's only just now coming out. <laughs> really? But yeah. uh whatever happened to Delivery Man? Like did the internship oh, tank that? No, I think it's it comes no. out Christmas or something. Yeah, it's yeah. still coming out. So yeah. they just way early promoted it. I think uh yeah, I think that they were testing like they were probably putting out trailers early just to see like okay, what's the buzz going to be if people are really talking about this and then when they realize like um cuz I actually think that the like the full trailer actually looks pretty fun. Um, where you, when you realize what it's actually about, but um, the uh, I, they're probably just trying to save money on their marketing campaign. So just, I don't usually see like other than Anchorman, like they don't really promote comedies. You know, six months 
ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, you're right. No, it it was definitely weird. Well, mm-hmm. even that trailer though for Delivery Man was weird. Cause it the first seem, trailer, yeah, 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 it didn't seem like a real trailer. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's just weird. like a little clip of a scene where they're at the bar, and then the guy's like, "Hey, you've got all these kids," and he's like, "What?" And then that, like, it's it's a it's a twenty second trailer. I mean, maybe I have one kid. Maybe I have five hundred fifty. I don't know. I got to play it first. I got to see what's happening. That's my Vince Vaughn. That was fucking money too. <laughs> maybe he'll call in someday. <laughs> maybe he'll call in someday. Oh. Of course, to be Vince Vaughn, you just have to talk really fast about what's happening in scenes, yeah. and then say things like money. Yep. I haven't uh, seen the remake of Psycho. Does that happen in Psycho? Is he like the oh. super fast talking Anthony Perkins? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Maybe you should take a shower. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you gotta go check it out. <laughs> Am I gonna kill with this knife? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gotta know what the knife is saying to me, guys. I just can't go up there and grab the knife down and stab it in somebody. It doesn't work that way. I need answers. Why is Vince Vaughn so in- indecisive? That's what I want to know. Why can't he just know things? I don't know he talks really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't think. He doesn't have time to think. He's really great in Wedding Crashers when he plays characters like. He's that, great right? in a lot of stuff. He's good in internship. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yep. Box office. Numbers. That is box office numbers. We go to boxofficemojo.com for those numbers. You can also go to Hollywood numbers if you want, but I like <laughs> Box Office Mojo more because it's a grid and it's easier to read. Yeah. And if I need to get Blu-rays releases, I go to a site called Digital Bits. DVD releases and Blu-rays. What's coming out, James? Uh, this is the end. Is the big release for this week? Um, Sweet. That movie's really funny. It is. Buying it. I'm I'm looking forward to getting it. There's also like this. Um, there's a 75th anniversary uh, edition of The Wizard of Oz. Um, we didn't talk about it in box office numbers, but there's a 3D release of Wizard of Oz out mm-hmm. last week that did okay for a limit, very limited release. Um, but there's. Uh, there's a couple different versions of it, and this this box set is awesome. Like awesome, man. There's like a whole book and like big prints and all kinds of shit in there. And ah. Amazon exclusive, just for you, James. Oh yeah, it says something about Amazon Amazon exclusive. Oh yeah, there's a there's a USB drive that's shaped like two little slippers or like the the legs of the witch that, from under the house. Um, and then there's like so a when you plug it in your computer, it looks like your computer fell on the witch. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unlike some little badges or some and stuff. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. No, it's a it's a huge, like, awesome box set. Like Judy Garland's yeah. underwear. That's weird. <laughs> that's not really in there. She had a uh, drinking problem. Anyway, the rest of the, the stuff. Flask is in the set. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. That's awesome. Oh, I would man. make one like that. <laughs> uh, season eight of How I Met Your Mother Yay. is up this week. Uh, the third season of, or the second season of The New Girl, yeah. which somebody might care about. Um, there's a Nick Cage movie, because, you know, there's always one of those, called Frozen Ground, that I remember seeing the trailer what? for, but, anyway. Uh, The Croods, that hey, kid's Nick movie, Cage The again. Croods, yeah. You remember that? It made $200 million, by the way. It's the oh, third highest grossing movie of the year, I think. Fourth? No. Uh, third, yeah, fourth? It's like. It's like five, yeah. It was number one five, for yeah. most of the spring until oh, know, okay. Iron Man came yeah, out. Until I, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure Iron Man is still number one. But uh, and then the very I last important no. thing is uh, Fright Night Two: New Blood. Well, you also three. skimmed over the Little Mermaid Diamond Edition. Oh wait, yeah, I had that open earlier. Where'd it go? This fucking guy. You I saw? Know. No, I, you saw me open it yeah. earlier. I don't know where. Well, it is. we were talking last week. You like skipped over so many <laughs> DVDs that came yeah. out. Well, I skipped over Family fucking guy. Family Guy, yeah, and South Park, and yeah. South Park. As I explained to Brad, and the last Dark Knight Deluxe Edition. As I explained to, no, I didn't. I talked about it. I totally said it in the podcast. Fuck you. I've listened to that show twice. I think you're mistaken. No, I totally said it. I even showed it to you while we talked about it. Um, well, like I said, Brad, I, I w- winnered in a contest to win it. If I win it, you can have it. Awesome. 
Um, starts uh, South Park, like there's always these DVD blue releases, uh, DVD re-releases of South Park. So I, I tend to just skip over anything that says South Park on it. And Family Guy, I don't give a shit. So, well, um, I'm gonna go buy Family Guy as soon as we're done with this podcast. Yeah, uh, the the point here is, yeah, you're right. The Little, um, little Mermaid, um, which I, I you saw, which has like six know editions. I know. Yeah, yeah right? I pre-ordered mine. There's the 3D version. There's like a DVD Blu-ray digital copy. There's a Blu-ray DVD copy. There's do they all come with the uh, a version like you can buy it in Blu-ray packaging or DVD packaging? <laughs> do they all come with the uh, the second screen app, or you can you ruin can do movies? That? Yeah, well, but at home, like, uh, yeah. well, there's one on Iron Man three where it's the Jarvis app. Oh yeah, that I don't even know what it does, but I've never. Have you ever used a second screen app? No. Hmm. Mm. Well, the Little Miss Mermaid is the one where, where like there were theaters where you were supposed to go in and and play with the really? the second screen with on your iPad while you watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, well, I never, I never saw any things. review of like whether or not that was any fun or anything. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, it didn't seem like it. Uh, but yeah, and then Fright Night Two. Um, which, oh yeah. Why didn't they just make a good movie as a sequel to that movie? Right. No, I mean, no offense. Maybe we've never, you know, we haven't seen it. But uh, based on the trailers, it looks like the it looks horrible. Um, I, I, because we're you know we have a website where we can download media. They have clips of it on there, and it doesn't yeah, look that the good. EPK stuff. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, I've seen little bits of it. Um, anyway, that's probably why it's straight to DVD. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, because Friday Night was good. Yeah, Friday Night's really good. I really liked Friday Night. Anyway, that's cool. it. Anything happening in news? It's real news! No! Nope. Well, no, there's a couple of quick things. Um, uh, Vince Gilligan has uh, gotten a... Uh, he's booked another show on CBS, so he will be working very quickly once he leaves Breaking Bad. Oh, that's so shocking that someone who makes a really great show is working so fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you, hear that? Did you hear that? Successful he... man scores new job. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Ryan called Breaking Bad a really great show. Nee. That's um, what I've been told. I haven't seen it, so... Yeah. Uh, the other thing... This is actually sort of multiple articles rolled into one. Um, so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. scored real, real big in the ratings, obviously. And, like, the next day, Fox announces that they're going to have a show about a pre-Batman Commissioner Gordon in Gotham. Did um, you say you wanted them to do that show on HBO? Well, not just, like, no, focusing I think you on wanted, Gordon. I wanted, like, you a, wanted Batman, a Batman yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same thing. Batman show. They're probably listening to our show and stealing our ideas. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, that's yeah. not fine. I'd like to get some producer money. <laughs> if uh, you're the you're the big Batman guy, Brad. Yeah. Do you are you are you interested in a show about pre-Batman Commissioner Gordon, where a, a show where Commissioner Gordon is the main character? I, I guess. I mean, that would be basically Batman Year One is like that. Oh yeah. Which is a classic Batman story. Yeah. Um. I don't know why they just keep gravitating toward, like, TV gravitates towards police shows, doctor shows, and lawyer shows. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, you have this Batman universe, and you're going to go for another, like, police thing. Like, you're just trying to milk the police aspect out of it. Like, make a less fantastical, like, t- steal the nerd property, but make a, a generic. Yeah. Like a law and order. <laughs> it feels of. like yeah. the, the only thing they know how to make is cop shows, where they're like, oh, man, everybody likes... But if it's got comic the comic book name we'll, on it, we'll then suck we're on good, comics, right? Yeah. 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 It's just funny to me that like once once again, Marvel does something and it does well, and the next day DC's like, Oh shit, we should why aren't we on our game? But what, what have we if, been doing? What if the first season is the Commissioner Gordon trying to solve these crimes and it turns out at the end it's the Riddler fucking with him? 
<laughs> the whole time. Turns Fox out the Commissioner it? Gordon is a scroll, And he's just sitting there the whole time wishing, like, I wish there was some kind of vigilante who could help me <laughs> defeat these. Yeah, the so by season 10, he finally puts on the suit and <laughs> Smallville style. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... Uh, like, like, he's just constantly underwater. He can't solve any of the crimes. In the like, background, like, Gordon's reading newspapers, and, like, on bottom of page six, there's, like, a little blurb, like, masked man in Hong Kong, <laughs> like, uh, or, uh... Bust up drug cartel. League of Shadows still under investigation, you know? Yeah. Like, little nods to yeah. what Batman's doing, becoming... It might be cool. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, in the same vein, they're going to make a Constantine TV show, yeah. um, which I'm... Interesting. Did you guys like that movie? Yeah, I really like that movie. No, like the CG, <laughs> the you know the CG is over the top and it's not always good. But I I think that movie's fun. Peter Stormare's the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he that is my best represent, my favorite representation of the devil. Um, he is so cool in that movie. Really, I like Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. Hoo-ah! <laughs> I no, right. I don't know. I'm gonna fuck this girl. <laughs> no, see, like, maybe it's more about the symbolism, but like having having like his. You know, because he's in this real nice suit, you know? But he's got all these tattoos, you barely see him. And then, like, his the bottoms of his pant legs are all torn to shreds. And his feet are covered in, like, this greasy black tar shit. And just like, oh, man, it's so cool. I'm like, the devil. You all are my fucking de- devil boy. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever Al Pacino says. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I I think it could be cool. Though, they'll, again, they'll probably turn it into a fucking cop show. Well, you know, at the end of every episode, it'll be like, you know, ah, oh, but you were a demon the whole time. Like, that'll suck. But um, I like the character. I think he's cool. So, anyway. That's the more interesting show would be, like, follow the Riddler's rise to, mm-hmm. oh, that's like Dexter and Breaking Bad put together. But still, like, <laughs> yeah, but, cool. you know, that's at least different. What if they did every season they focused on a new villain? You know, yeah. one season it's Clayface, the next one it's Joker and Riddler and things like that. That might what? be cool. DC Universe villains. Do you even think and then like? Each season, yeah, um, I mean, I have more faith because it's Fox than if it were like CW. But <laughs> CW is sort of what I'm thinking as I say this. Do you really have any faith that they are going to do like either justice or even actually touch any of those uh, those villains? Like, no. I can't believe that they would do a show that is centered around Commissioner Gordon and you ever see anything like Clayface on it uh, or the Joker. Um, maybe a Riddler kind of character. Like, I could see them going for one of those. Like Calendar um, Man or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Calendar Man. Crazy quote. Just Zazz, you know? Like, that's Zazz the whole thing. Zazz makes sense. Cool. Yeah, yeah. he's a serial for... killer. Right, yeah, but then it's just a cop chasing a serial killer show. Like, those are my favorite omissions in Arkham City. Oh, yeah? I was trying to find Zazz. Yeah, yeah, man. You have to answer the phone before he kills people. So. Yeah, those are really cool. And then I feel You know you don't have the ability to play <laughs> the Batman games. You know what I'm getting in the middle of October? Arkham Origins. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, no, 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 no. He's he's a, you know he's a Nintendo fan. He can play uh, he Ar- can play Batman Armored Edition City. Yeah, on the... I don't have a Wii U though. So oh, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get that Zelda one so bad, yeah, but it's awesome. only the controllers got the stuff on it. So yeah, but I've been to stores; they don't have them, so you, you I may never see one. You don't really want one. I almost bought a PS3 this week. Sure. Yeah, they're but, good. Well, there's a lot of good games on there. It was fifty dollars less than usual, but. PS4 is coming out, so it might but be. Yeah, but are, PS3 games but are you going to buy one? Because yeah, it's not going to play PS3 games. Like no, but the PS3 will be less to buy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll do Maybe. a price drop on it. Yeah, it'll probably drop a little, but they've they've kind of priced that thing as low as they probably can for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, since that Slim Edition came out. Anyway, what is, what is this? Real gamers? 
Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, it's comic book time, James. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Uh, so, I, you know, I keep doing things that are a little unprecedented. Um, this week I'm going to talk about a book that isn't out yet. What? How can you right? talk about a book that's not out How yet? How can you review that? Well, I'm, I'm, well... Are you just recommending I, it? I can say the art's going to be gorgeous. Um, so in the last like week, week and a half, we found out that the reason that George's Jaunty is not going to be doing the next season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that George's Jaunty is going to be doing the next season of Firefly. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they're in the same th- way that they've been doing Buffy uh, and Angel in the comics. They're going to um, continue the story of Firefly in the comic books, um, which I think is fantastic. Because um, the truth is, all those actors are old enough now, like Nathan Fillion can't go back in the suit and do, like, pick up right from where Serenity left off, which is basically what this book is going to do. Um, I mean, I wish he could. In a perfect in a perfect world, we would have gotten... Hey, he's, he's gotten older. So? He just, he Doesn't just, mean he's not as awesome. No, he is. But if you if you did another show, it'd have to be like, you know, Indiana Jones 4, where, like, they're a little bit older, it's been a while, like, nobody cares, the it washes dead. got to do... Or you, or you just like you jump in and they'd already have found Wash, you know, like Search for Spock. Like he'd be he'd be back, but he'd have like bionic parts on him. Like and I haven't seen Search for Spock. You'd never. Oh, that's I skipped right. I skipped the ones you told me not to watch in Star Trek. That's true. Well, Search for Spock is maybe one of the the better odd numbered ones. Well, yeah, because it's part of the three story arc. So yeah, yeah. It's well, and it's a separate it's tale. Christopher Lloyd is a Klingon. Yeah, which is Commander Cruz. And it's when they uh, speed. It's when they invented the Klingon language. <laughs> More speed, Marty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, how do you say I, I, I wish that had happened. How do you say 1.21 gigawatts in Klingon? <laughs> watts. That's true. Yeah, That's actually, exactly. that was really good. Good job. Yeah. You nice, passed the test. Done. Uh, anyway, so uh, keep your eyes open at uh, Colorado Recordings Cards and Comics. And you can just go in there ahead of time. This is how you do this. You go in there ahead of time. You order it. Open yourself a box, you know? Have yourself a drawer there where you'll get... A uh, hold slot? A hold slot, yeah, yeah. Well, some places, they call it different things in different places. Yeah, you don't have one there, so... No, I, no, I don't. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's because it's a way across town for me. But. That episode's inaccurate now. I'm the one yeah. with the hold slot, and he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, the episode of the Fajo? Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, it's not based on real life. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're playing characters there, Ryan. And my character lives, like, not... 45 minutes away from Colorado Quince Garden. That one stopped me from going to the best comic store in town. It is. You're right. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. Anyway, uh, so go there. <laughs> open a hold slot. Uh, you'll get a discount on the comic when it comes out. So just tell them, like, hey, I want the Firefly comic when it comes out. And then that way when you go there, it'll just be waiting for you. Are they calling it Firefly or Serenity? Uh, they're calling it Serenity, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you tell uh, Andrew, will know. Andrew, like, hey, this is the one I want. He'll, he'll know. Andrew's a good guy. Yeah. He was there. I went there on Thursday in the morning. He's, like, the only one there. Oh, yeah. And one other person. He's great. Yep. He also listens to the show, so like he does. That's why we love Andrew. <laughs> right, right now, right now, he's just like, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. They just yeah, quit talking about me. Quit telling people to come see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep getting inundated with people who keep showing up and being like, you guys give discounts on shit, right? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. I never make any money because of those real nerds. Anyway, go check out Quince Cards. Absolutely, read some comics. We saw Don John this week. We did. Brad, should people go see Don John? I guess it's you know, it's a good movie. It, so you didn't get good vibrations from it. Yeah, it's it's something. It's not something I'll maybe watch again. But it's 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 good for what like what it is. Like it, it's just it's just a a good movie. But yeah. Um, but it's not like something that I would 
<laughs> revisit or uh yeah i don't know it's just like it didn't like resonate with me i don't know How maybe you should watch it? more porn yes <laughs> yeah if i was an avid porn watcher i think i would have gotten more into it but yeah i'll explain more later um yeah this is a hard movie to talk about because like they advertise it so much more as a comedy, and it's way more dramatic than I expected. I bet James is going to talk about five minutes about um, why people can see it or not. No, no, I'm just gonna. I want to try to explain like <laughs> why Brad is having such a hard time talking about this movie. Um, I, I, I do. I really like it. I think it's good. Um, I do think that people should see it. Maybe it's a renter, but at the same time, I had a lot of fun with it. I, it, I don't know. It's hard to pin down. Um. If it sounds interesting to you, then yes, that's the worst review ever. But um, I don't know, Brad, wh- Ryan, you you say something. What do you think? I uh, yeah. <laughs> see, no, I, th- I think that I think the movie's good. Um, it's not a movie you have to rush out and see. Yeah, but I think it makes more sense if it was its original name, John Don John's Addiction. Yeah. Oh yeah, that title's um, so much better. So it makes more sense. But it's anyway. a very niche plot. Yeah, yeah. But Which is weird because it's an it, it, it's an obvious plot. I mean, it's it's the same story as every other romantic comedy. It's just that in this case, it's a dude who's addicted to porn. Like that that is the twist. Um, but the beats are very much the same in a lot of ways. Sort of. Here's the trailer. There's only a few things I really care about in life: my body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church. Boys, my girls, and my porn. My body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. Body, pad, ride, family, church, boys, girls. That's her? That's definitely her. She's a dime. Oh, this girl's more than a dime for all. Oh my god! Were you in love with this girl already? Sure, I've seen this girl. Oh my god! What's her name? What's her name? Why'd you say yes to me? I'm just gonna have to wait to find out. All right, I got time. You're cute. I like you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Listen, you want to know the truth? You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You like movies? I don't watch too many movies. The pretty woman, the pretty man, and they drive off into the sunset. Everyone knows it's fake. I love movies like that, I know. Great. But they watch it like it's real life. Baby. What are you doing? I was just reading emails. No, you weren't. She caught me watching porn. That's it? Right? Oh! How do you watch that? How do you watch all the stupid movies that you watch? Movies and porno are different, John. They give awards for movies. They give awards for porn, too. There's only a few things I really care about in life. I don't know if I really want a wife and kids. Oh, look what you did. I look like a grandmother. But do I have any grandchildren? If you want to lose yourself, you have to lose yourself in another person. It's a two-way thing. I thought you were different. And maybe it's time to try something new. Go. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, oh, Marky Mark. So the movie is, it stars and written and directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's yeah. a, is really talented, and it's really cool. Oh yeah, to see his trajectory as a star because he started as a child actor, and I mean the first thing I remember seeing him in is Third Rock from the Sun, yeah, where he was the long-haired uh, kid, and was, actually I think that show's really funny. Oh yeah, um, and how he progressed into what he is today, which is you know a movie star. And the movie is he plays a guy named John who gets the name Don because he's so good with ladies and all he does is go out and he hooks up with a bunch of different girls. And he has something like a streak where he's hooking up with a different girl every week. Yeah. Um, But he's unfulfilled in his life because of his addiction to porn. And he thinks that pornography is a better portrayal of sex than he could ever have in real life. He just he gets more satisfaction. Yeah. Like because he just gets into porn. But he doesn't get into ladies. Oh, wait, what? Oh. Yeah, he does. Um, so it, it's it's a really fascinating thing. It's really played really interestingly uh, by uh, JGL because, you know, he's not a bad guy. And, yeah. he, and he's like, and he has, obviously he has OCD because he has he likes things a certain way and he likes to look good all the time. And But the deconstruction of him as a character is really fascinating to me yeah um that's why i don't know i think the movie is really good but you know it, the hard thing is it's hard to recommend it constantly because you're right it's one you want to rush out and see again um i might you know when it's ten dollars i'll get it or something um the performances are the great performances like, are great especially and because so much of it rests on sort of the the chemistry between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson and how great they are together. You like know, their, so, their banter back and forth is great. I'm so glad you brought that up because right now I have a clip from Don John called First Date. And uh, we'll go ahead and play that for you right now. Hey, Brad, make sure you stop this because it cuts like right into that. I got the good vibrations. Like right at the end of the scene. Like it melds into the scene. So you'll have to okay. stop it. Before the song? Before the song. Well, I mean, you can leave the song in if you want. I don't care. Okay. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to make life difficult or easy. Whatever you want to do. But here, here's the scenes way better than the banter me and Brad are having right now. How'd you get my Facebook? Oh, get right to it. Yeah. I just looked up your name. I didn't tell you my name. Well, obviously you did because I looked it up. No, I definitely did not tell you my name. Yeah, you did. I think I will remember that. Well, no offense, but you were pretty wasted the other night. I mean, Can I get you so guys was I. Drinks? Yeah, Diet Coke, please. Yeah, Coke. Coke and a Diet Coke. I'll be right back to take your order. All right, I had a few drinks the other night, so I may not have remembered telling you my first name, but I definitely did not tell you my last name. I'm telling you. Don't lie to me. Hey. Look, you don't know me, so I'm going to let you off the hook this time, but trust me, in the future, you'll be much happier if you always tell me the truth. Wait, wait, wait. I'll be happier? Well, you don't think I could make you happy if I wanted to? Yeah, you're right. The, The chemistry between the two is really important because, um... Scarlett Johansson lives, her character, Barbara, lives in, like, this idealized world where she expects the man to sweep her off her feet, to do everything for her. And the one thing I do like about how they did sell the movie is you they sold it as she's a good person, mm-hmm. that she's, you know, the, the one that his addiction is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a great scene. I really wanted to put this scene in this podcast where they go shopping for, a, uh, like, drape. Yeah, drapes yeah, or something. Like a curtain rod. A curtain of... rod. And he says, hey, babe, I'm going to go get a, uh, a Swiffer. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, these pads. It's these. No, it's pads. They're great. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and she's like, don't well, you dare. You ain't cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was a great New Jersey's Carlos Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a really Whoops, impressive. where'd that come from? <laughs> but yeah, it's a really great 
scene because she gets mad at him for cleaning up after himself. Yeah, that she's or just like 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 doing his own do cleaning that. to keep his place nice. Yeah, but and she's too good. Yeah, Dude, he's too good to do that. You should hire someone to do it for him. It's a it's a brilliant it moment. Is, it is a turn really fast. Yeah, uh, because he he discovers that maybe this girl isn't a dime. You know, a ten guys. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, yeah, uh, because dimes are worth ten cents. And then what I loved about it too is because it made you reanalyze his relationship with her. Because they have that scene after they break up where he's, you know, you expect him to get back together like in all romantic comedies. And he says, no, you're not. You never listen to me. It's always your way. You want me, you know, she'd force him to just like dry hump him or. Yeah, like because at that point you you sort of look back and you realize like how much she is like just fucking with him and like luring him into this trap. And you're just like, this is it's. it's Alison Bree said it best when she's like. You could be any guy in her life, and she's gonna control you and make you do what she wants, like in yeah. her expectations. So Brie Larson, Brie Larson, but yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right. Alison Brie's good too. Yeah, she's <laughs> which is funny because Brie Larson is like the Silent Bob of this movie. Yeah, where she does nothing, and then all of a sudden, boom, wisdom. Yeah. Um, and I I love the scenes uh, with Tony Danza and him though too, because I've never seen Tony, Tony Danza play a character like Tony that. Tony Danza is great in this movie. Yeah. Like. Every time, he, you know, this might be weird, but his shoulders are so old man muscly. Yeah, he's pretty like, like when he Like the, those two guys looked like they were actually kind of related because like, mm-hmm. he looks like he used to be Joe in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, the movie asks a lot of questions. I mean, uh, for uh, Barbara to be so mad at him for his porn addiction uh, instead of understanding. Because he even says, she says, why do you watch that shit? And he's, I don't know. He yeah, ha- he doesn't have any because he's addicted to it. He doesn't have a reason why. Yeah, um, and it, it, for her to freak out like that, you know, she wants him to be a certain way, and he'll never be that way. Well, and and you realize that it's you know it's because suddenly he is no longer that sort of perfect guy. Like mm-hmm. he is, he is actually a person who has problems, and that's um, what makes uh, Julianne that Julianne Moore's character even more cool. Yeah. Um, because you know, first because. At first, you still think uh, John is a dick. Like he's mean yeah. to her when he drives. He's cussing at everybody, and he, you know, he always goes to confessional, and it's always ten Hail Marys, except for the one time when he he watched porn. Was it thirty five times? And he had to do twenty. Yeah. Um, but then there's a great scene at the end where he's saying, "You know, where do you come up with these numbers? It's <laughs> the same. I didn't do anything really that bad." <laughs> That's and, hilarious. And the priest doesn't really answer him. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe I want to see it again now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you a different guy every time I come in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you the same guy? Um, and that's so, here's the thing. Like, the, the this is the place where it does sort of get shaky for me, is in stuff like that where, because you're right, it, it asks all these really interesting questions. Um, and I, I don't want a movie to give me a whole bunch of answers, but I feel like in, in some of that stuff, it only asks the questions, you know? Um well, I, I, I didn't think... feel resolved in a lot of things, well, like the thing with the with the pastor. Where, like, am I supposed to feel like okay, he was doing all of this and getting like absolution by going, and that then at some point he realizes like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe pretending like that was giving me absolution just kept me in this bad behavior, you know? But like telling myself like, oh, well, it's okay, I go to church on Sunday, like yeah, I that, think that's that what it was, him... and too because I think he thought that by doing it and while he was working out, he's you know, cleansing not only his soul, but he's cleansing his body by keeping yeah. it as a temple. 
But I think he realized, uh, no offense, James, that, you know, him going there is like total bullshit. Like, it, mm-hmm. because he's asking him straight up, he's like, why is it the same? And yeah. he can't get the answers he wants. And so he goes to Julianne Moore's character where she gives him the answers that he needs. Yeah. And she understands him and uh, and things like that. And it, and he, even the throwaway line where she said, my husband and kid died in a car accident and um, making him feel uh, sex is, is a really interesting yeah. uh, take on it. It's funny because, you know, I said the thing earlier about it being very much that romantic comedy framework. And it is because usually there is a older character who comes in and lays some wisdom down on the main characters to get them in line but in this time in this one uh the main character just starts fucking that person too um which is bizarre uh not (laughs) at all what i was expecting well you parked (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh man but Um, you had to know that if julianne moore's in the movie she's gonna have sex or get naked (laughs) (laughs) she's naked in a lot of movies yeah did that happen in lost world i don't remember (laughs) Uh, no she is she does get wet with a tank top though um but i mean in in shortcuts (laughs) she's like (laughs) totally nude for 20 minutes oh wow um arguing with her husband (laughs) yeah I i don't know it's it's good um it was it is a complicated movie to it's not just only so recommend it's, uh, because I, I think it's a good movie, but it's like one of those movies. Would I recommend that to my friends or family? Because it's just, hard. There's just nothing else like it. So you yeah. can't say things like, "Well, if you like blank, you know, if this is your jam, then this will be." If you're disappointed good for you. in flight, <laughs> <laughs> this might be the movie that tackles uh, substance abuse. No, better. That's 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 uh, the spectacular now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. So people should see spectacular now over Don John. That, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, what are you saying? I, I'm just they, saying it's hard to they, talk about this should movie. They, should they see spectacular now or Don John? If you had to choose now, answer spectacular now. Okay, see, there you go. There's yeah. the answer. Um, yeah, like the performances in this movie are good. The acting's good. Storytelling solid. It's interesting. It's just like it's not something I'm ever going to come back to. Like it's Saturday. What do I want to watch? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Pull it off my shelf. No. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, I think that as a director, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does pretty well. I think early on he's a little, and there are some scenes where I feel like he's a little bit flashy. He makes the camera into a character, um, does a lot of motion in places where I was like, can you just leave things alone? Yeah. The, like, the one shot I didn't like, which I call student film shots, because I see him a lot in Friday the Thirteenth. Not this particular shot but the way it's shot yeah is he's sitting on the edge of the bed while it's all moving around and stuff oh you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like time passing yeah mm-hmm. to me that's really student filmy yeah it's a very obvious boy yeah. um there was one shot where uh when when he and julianne moore are sitting on the couch at the end and for some reason the shots of julianne like julianne moore's percep- uh, shots are like were really shaky i was having a hard time looking at them um and i don't know mm-hmm. what maybe it was just me maybe the the pretzel was gurgling in my in my stomach and making my eyes not work or something. But um, I don't know. But I think he did a fine job. No, I think, the movie's, I think the movie's paced really well. And I think the opening sequence with the all the like pop culture, like starting with starting with these cartoons and then like going up and getting this older and older stuff, like giving you this idea that that John grew up with all of this like sexuality all around him and under and so you understand like where he's coming from and maybe even think like oh you know we all kind of do that you know like maybe maybe the problem is that this culture is uh, that there is this whole culture like oh i love that scene when they're sitting at dinner and um and both he and his dad are just staring at the at the hardy's commercial and you realize like yeah this shit is everywhere like yeah. how much different is it between watching commercials and him watching porn on his phone yeah. um 
I mean, there is a difference because at some point it's taking away from his life, but um, I don't know. It's good. It is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Glenn Headley has the funniest line in the movie. Who? The his wife, Tony Danza's wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will fucking kill you, John. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Super aggressive out of nowhere. Yeah, she's great. She's really great, man. I don't think I've seen her since Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> she, she pops up every now and then. Yeah, sweet. So next week we're seeing nothing. Nothing's coming out. So um, there nope. will be an episode next week. I uh, really wish there was like a space movie. Lies. These out. are all lies. You get space movie. We do. Oh, well. Maybe someone will step well, up to the Well, we can go see 2001 Space Odyssey at Oh, yeah. They're Alamo. playing that again. Yeah. yeah. I hate you guys. Or see Elysium again. Elysium, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> some space in it. Movie. I think Alien too. Is oh yeah, they're uh, playing Alien, Star Trek Alien Six aliens or four. 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 Actually, I want to see that one. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally want to see, I wanna see, see that instead too. of yeah anything new coming yeah, out. Yeah, because nothing new coming out is worth a damn. Yeah. Well, fuck you guys. I'm gonna go watch Gravity. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see Gravity next week. Next week <laughs> on my birthday. I'm excited. Are we gonna see it in 3D? I don't think so. I don't know. Do you want to see it in 3D? Yeah, just because I've heard like it was made for 3D, and that's oh. weird considering the director. Yeah. Of that, you, th- you I don't think he'd be a 3D advocate. I, I think that his movies would be might be good for it because they're long single shots, you know. Um, yeah. I'd like to see an art house 3D. See, is see your birthday the fourth? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it is straight up on my birthday. So, guess I can get you something nice. Nah, Middle finger. Right. Seeing that movie will be my gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So yeah, next week, Gravity. Yeah. And Mile High Horror. Yeah, that's right. Be there. Be there. We'll be at the Alamo a lot next weekend. Or be, be there. <laughs> or be scared. Ooh. Oh. oh, and next week we might get a phone call from a horror icon. Stay tuned for next week. You mean Jonathan Thurston? No. Oh. I wrote a whole script about... Wait, I mean... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> He's not doing our podcast. Yeah. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>